Hello, thanks for clicking on our podcast. I'm Brian. I'm the senior minister at Harmony Christian Church, and thanks for giving us a listen today. I hope that this podcast is a little bit of an encouragement to you and to your family and into your life today. You can find out more about us by going to harmonychurch.tv, and there you can read about us. You can give a donation if you like, but just hope that this is an encouragement to you. God bless you. Growing up, my family did a lot of camping, like a lot of camping. Just just about any vacation that we went on as a family, we almost always ended up camping somewhere. So we had a lot of camping equipment, you know, tents, backpacks, and sleeping bags. And my dad had this big blue box that affectionately became known as the Ark. It was huge. It was at least uh, three, four feet long. It was about three, four feet high. It was at least about a foot thick. It was huge. It was this monster box. And inside of it, it had all the cooking equipment. So there was uh, spoons and forks and knives and uh, pots and pans and all that kind of stuff was inside this box. And it was just this large, huge thing. Well, there was this one camping trip that we were on one time and we were enjoying our time. We were having fun. We were doing all kinds of fun stuff. And in the middle of the night, my dad comes in and he's like, hey, you need to wake up. You, you, know, you need to get up like right now. And come to find out, there was a storm that was nearby. There was this huge storm, and it had already started to begin to pull up some of these really large tent stakes out of the ground. And so in the middle of the night, we're tired and we're sleepy. We don't really know what's going on. And we're trying to get the tent and the sleeping bags and a backpack and this big blue arc thing into the back of the car so we can drive off and get away from the storm. You know, there's a lot of scary stuff that happens in the dark. There's a lot of stuff that just freaks us out when we're in the dark. You know, uh, you're watching a scary movie and something brushes up against your arm. You're you're walking through a dark area and something touches your feet. You're 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 somewhere and you feel something kind of touch your hair and we're we're scared and we're afraid because it's in the dark. There's a lot of things that scare us about the dark. Uh, well, today we're going to be taking a look at a passage here from the book of First John. And 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 says this, This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Now, now John is, as he's writing 1 John here, and he's also written the book, the book of John, he's one of the last few remaining disciples alive. Out of the original 12 disciples, he's the only one left. Paul's gone, Peter's gone, Matthew's gone, everybody's gone except for John. And he's in his older years of life, and he's kind of looking back, and he wants to tell us some really important stuff. He wants us to kind of focus in, and one of the first things that John says is he says, I want you to know that God is light. And John uses light a whole lot. In fact, if you go back to the book of John, in John chapter 1, starting in verse 4, John says this, In him was the light of all people. Uh, verse 5, he says, The light shines in the darkness. In verse 9, he says, uh, The true light gives light to everyone. Chapter 3, verse 19, he says, The light has come into the world. Chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Chapter 12, verse 76, he says, I have come into the world as light. So light 
Light's a pretty big thing for John. It's a pretty major thing for him. And light, dark. Okay, we kind of got that. We got that figured out. And for most of us, you know, light means good. Uh, dark means sin, something bad. We, we kind of we see those things as kinda in kind of a metaphorical kind of a way. And so does John. John uses light and dark in kind of a metaphorical kind of way. And so for John, light tends to be things like uh, clarity. And darkness tends to be things like confusion. That, that sort of seems to be how John kind of uses this light and dark kind of a thing. Not only is there light and dark, not only do we think of it in terms of, of good or bad, but we also tend to think of light and dark as being equal. There's the light and there's the dark, and these two things are both equally powerful. Like they cancel each other out because they're so powerful. So we tend to think of it in terms of like, you know, like Star Wars, right? So in Star Wars, you have the light side of the Force with the Jedi Knights, and then on the other side of the Force, you have the dark side with the Sith and their dark, evil forces. And those two forces are as equally powerful. Like when they battle each other, they sort of cancel each other out. But is that really, really... I don't know. Is that true? Is that reality? Maybe light and dark aren't equally powerful. You know, darkness isn't equal to the light. Darkness is really the absence of light. So it's not that darkness and light are equal. Darkness can't stay in the light. Darkness has never known the ability to be able to stay around when the light gets turned on. When there's light, the darkness always has to leave. So light is always more powerful than dark. Darkness is always at the mercy of light. All you have to do is turn the light on and darkness will leave. And that's sort of the, the ultra simple point that John wants to make here. One of the things he's trying to get across, this sort of simple lesson is this. If you're tired of being in the darkness, then find the source of light and turn it on. And when you do that, the darkness will not be able to stay. So if you don't like darkness, turn the light on. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Like, Duh, like we didn't think about that, like we didn't really know that, right? But but think about that. Just kind of consider this for just a moment. There's a lot of darkness that's out there, right? A lot, of, a lot of troubles that we have. We experience things like jealousy, fear, anxiety, worries, hatred. All of these big troubles that are in our lives. All of these things that really kind of get our focus. And we try to do whatever we can do to get rid of them. And we do all kinds of things to rid ourselves of all this stuff. We do things like work a bunch. We do things like maybe exercise a lot. Maybe we overeat. Maybe we just eat in unhealthy ways. Maybe we just watch Netflix a lot. Maybe we watch a whole bunch of things on the computer and on YouTube that we shouldn't be watching. But whatever it is, we, we try to get rid and try to downplay. We try to manage and control things like fear and hatred and worries and doubts and anxieties. And, and what we discover is the more we try to manage those things, the more we try to like grab hold of that darkness, the darker things get. 
We, we try to manage our frustration and we just get more frustrated. We, we try to handle our anger and we get more and more angry. You know, you know, darkness is one of those things that you just can't like put it in a bucket and just haul it off. That's that's not how you get rid of darkness. You you get rid of darkness by turning on the light. That that's how you rid yourself of darkness. So these things cannot coexist in light. You just can't do it. So if you would like less hatred in your life, then it's not about managing that hatred. It's not about trying to become, I'm just going to focus on and become a person that's just, I'm just going to have less hatred in my life. It's about recognizing that you need to invite in some love. So if you'd like less hate, invite in some love. If you would like less uh, less frustration, invite in some joy. Because the darkness can't stay when you bring in the light. So there's these terrible, horrible, frustrating things that come into our lives all the time, but they can't stay. They can't stay when you turn the light on. When you find the source of light and turn it on, that darkness cannot stay. But the more you try to focus on them, the more you try to deal with it, the more you I'm going to be a less angry person, I'm going to be a, a less hateful person, I, I'm going to be more patient, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm, all these things is what I'm going to do. The more you try to manage that yourself, it will beat you every time until you invite in some light. But John's not done. He's, he's got something else to add to this. In, in verse 6, he says this, If we claim to have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. You know, often in the church we hear a passage something like that, and we think, oh, okay, like we kind of got this, right? Like this is all about good versus bad, or there maybe there's like this list. There's a list of all the good things I'm supposed to be doing, and then here's this list of all these bad things that are happening here. And if I just do the good versus the bad list, well, then now I'm good. Like, I'm, like I'm okay. Like that's what I need to focus on. But just what does John mean when he says, walk in the light? Like, what does that even mean? What does it mean to walk? How, how does one walk in the light? Or, or how, or as he says here, how, how, do, how do you even walk in the truth? Like, what on the planet does any of that even mean? How, how does one begin to do that? Well, one of the things that John wants to try to get to is he's trying to tell us to live out the truth in that passage. Live out the truth. To walk in the light is to live out the truth. Well, how does one live out the truth? Like, what does that begin to understand? Well, I think one of the things we need to deal with up front is this. For us in our culture, there's this thing that we call reality, and then there's this thing that we call truth. And those two things sound similar, but they're kind of not. For us in our culture, truth is tends to be something that's more abstract. It's something that's out there somewhere. It's there's truth and it's out here somewhere. And when you find it, you can like get a hold of it. But it's it's this abstract thought. And reality for us is something that's right here, right now. You can taste it, you can touch it, you can see it. It's right here. It is concrete. This is reality. So for us, there's truth over here, and then there's reality 
when John uses the word truth, the way John uses the word truth, what John means by that is he means what we mean when we use the word reality. When John speaks of truth, what he means is something that is real, concrete. Right here, you can see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. It is real. It is reality. That is the truth for John. It is something that is real and right here. And, and for John, then, to walk in the light is to walk in reality. It's to walk in the truth, that the truth that there is realness right here. There is realness right here, right now. And that's kind of important. It's an important thing to be able to walk in the truth or walk in reality. It's an important thing because there are so many things that are out there that are illusions. Now, illusions are great. In fact, illusions can be fun. I mean, you probably watch videos of somebody that had a card in their hand and they do something and then boom, that card is gone. It, it's, it's somewhere else. We don't know where it went. We know in reality that concretely that he can't make that card disappear. But what we just saw shows us that, wow, like something happened. I mean, that card was there and now it's gone. Like, like what happened to that? Well, we're not... We're not real sure, right? Like for a moment, there's this illusion. And sometimes illusions can be entertaining. And sometimes they're not entertaining. Sometimes it can be scary. Sometimes it can really freak us out. Like, like here's an illusion. Here's one illusion that we all deal with every day. And this illusion is this. We all believe that there somewhere inside of us, there's an expiration date that God has just sort of stamped on us somewhere. And somewhere down the line, we're just gonna like expire on that date, like 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 we think we're like a we think we're like this little carton of chocolate milk here. It's got a little expiration date here, says like when it's going to expire, and we think that's who we are. We think that somehow, some way, there's some expiration date somewhere in the future, and that's what's meant to happen. That's not reality. What the Bible tells us, what reality is, is there is none of us, and I mean none of us, that have any guarantee of your next breath? None. There's no guarantee you'll wake up in the morning. There's no guarantee of tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. None of those things are real. The only thing that matters, what is real, is this moment right here, right now. This is reality. This is reality. But dealing with that illusion, the illusion of there's some expiration date on us in the future somewhere, man, that causes all kinds of worry and fear and confusion and misunderstanding because we're not dealing with reality. We're dealing with an illusion. It's not reality. There's some other, reality, there's some other illusions that we deal with too. We all live under the illusion that there is this thing called tomorrow. Right now you're watching this video and you're thinking about what's happening tomorrow. And there's all kinds of worries and anxieties and fears about what's going to happen tomorrow. In fact, you probably maybe even already have your week kind of planned out. Maybe even the next couple of months you kind of know, given maybe a few surprises, you kind of know what's kind of going to happen, right? 
But even in the midst of all that, there's still a lot of worry and doubt and anxieties all built up around this thing called tomorrow. But the only thing that exists is this right here. This moment right here is the only thing that is reality. Tomorrow doesn't really exist. And yet it causes so much worry and anxiety about what's going to happen tomorrow. What matters, the reality is right here, right now. That's reality. There's, there's another illusion that we live under too, and that's the illusion of control. We think that we have the ability somehow, some way to control people and control events, even though we have like no influence on those people or on those events at all. We think if we say a certain thing, if we do a certain thing, somehow that changes what these people or those events are going to do. And that's an illusion. And yet it causes us so much anger and grief. And we have absolutely no control over any of that stuff. None whatsoever. That's not reality. It's not reality at all. John says, if you want to walk in the light, if you want to walk and live out the truth, then you got to live in reality. And what's reality for John? What is that reality? The reality that John wants us to know, the reality that John will later on explain, is that Jesus died on the cross. He was dead and he was buried. And that he rose again. And when Jesus rose again, his resurrection, that changed everything. Reality has now shifted. There's a new king in town. There's a new way of doing life. Like, there's a new reality. And he says, we need to walk, we need to live out that reality. That Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and that he rose again. That is the truth. That is the reality that we walk in. That is, the, that is what we live out as we go about our daily lives. That's reality. So, because of that, we can all have access to things like love, joy, grace, forgiveness, eternal life. We can have access to all of that right here, right now. That is a real reality. And you can have all of those things despite what the stock market is doing, if it's going up, it's going down. You can have that despite riots that are going on. You can have that despite things the president says or what he doesn't say. You can have all those things right now. That is a reality that John wants us to grasp here and now. Here and now. And here's the thing. It kind of depends on us a little bit here. And it, and it kind of depends on us because it's up to us as to whether or not we're going to trust the light. And how much we trust the light will depend on how much of that reality that we're going to live in. It requires a little bit of trust. And that's not easy. It's not easy because we live with so many illusions and they look great and they look awesome and they can be really, really tricky and they can even be entertaining and yet they're not reality. They're not the real thing. And John says, I want you to walk in the truth. I want you to live in reality. Live in the real world. 
the real world in which Jesus is king of it all. So what does that even look like, right? Like how do you even begin to even do anything like that? Well, this wouldn't come as a surprise to you, but, you know, if you practice anger, you can get really good at that. If you practice hate, you can get really good at that. If you practice worrying, you can get really good at that. If you practice anxiety, you can get good at that. Practice getting frustrated, practice being impatient. You can practice all of those things, and you can get really good at it. You can also practice peace and get good at that. You can practice kindness and get really good. You can practice joy even in the midst of suffering and get really good at it. Those are the reality of the things that we live in. So John wants to tell us this. If right now, wherever you're at, if you're living with shame and guilt and anger and unrest and confusion, if those are the things that you're dealing with right now, then John wants to tell you you're not living in reality. The reality is, is that a new day has dawned. There's a new reality that you can live into. And here's the thing. It's kind of simple. It's like this. If you're tired of living in the darkness, if that doesn't sound appealing to you anymore, and what you do is you find the source of light and you turn it on. Because when you do that, when you turn the light on, darkness can't stay. God bless you. This is 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Peace be with you.